0: I'm not the best. And then he started asking about my life and what's wrong. And I told him about about school and I was almost kicked out where I was. I had to sit out a semester. And he said, so what is it that you want to do? And I said, I think I want to be a speaker. And he said, well, I have a friend and he's having a speaking training next month. I'll be there. You should come.
1: What's up, everybody? I am your host, Rashad Mays, and I'm here to bring you Love Yours, the podcast, the show that loves the hustle and embraces the struggle. On this show, we interview entrepreneurs and brand makers who have achieved levels of success within their fields and bring to light some of the struggles and pitfalls it took for them to get there. After this episode, be sure to leave comments on your thoughts, opinions, or whatever you think of the show. Don't forget to show love and check out our website at www.loveyourspod.com where you can find all of our podcast interviews, and Love Yours Apparel. While you're there, make sure to subscribe to the show and get a chance to cop some of our gear at discounted rates. With that being said, stay tuned. We have an exciting show ahead right here on Love Yours, the podcast. All right, we got Brittany Harris on the phone today. How you doing, Brittany? I'm great. How are you? Doing good, doing good. I'm glad to have you on the show. Uh, how, how you been? How you been?
0: You know, I can't complain. I, I can't complain. I, life can always be better, but it could also always be a lot worse. So I'm, I'm, I'm doing good. I, I'm, I'm thankful, you know? you know. I'm thankful that, you have, that you're having me.
1: Yes, 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 yes. And for everybody that doesn't know, Brittany was actually a reference uh, from one of our previous shows with Ishmael Brown. Uh, he actually wanted to bring you on the show and he wanted to actually... Have your show, um, not your show, but your your story exposed to everybody. And like I said, I did my due diligence and I was able to reach out to her. And as of right now, she's on the show. So we want to get into what you do and as an entrepreneur and as a motivational speaker. Actually, you got a lot that you do. Uh, So for everybody that doesn't know or is not introduced to Brittany Harris as of right now, please let us know what you do, Brittany.
0: Speaker, I empower young um, millennials, to get stuff done. Stop playing. Uh, stop, stop living your life based on what other people around you say. Uh, stop doing things that you think will please other people and just figure life out for your, for yourself. So I get to travel. I get to speak. I get to empower people. I get to uh, share my story with other people. Training. Uh, Different things of that nature, but ultimately, I could talk. (laughs) I never thought I would have a job where I would be paid to just talk, and it feels so incredible. It's so amazing, and
1: I'm thankful. Yes, 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 and that is actually very unique in itself. Stop playing. Get it done. (laughs) Absolutely. Stop playing. Get it done. That's what we need sometimes, especially coming out of college, and it looks like you cater to that market specifically, correct?
0: Millennials, college students, young adults,
1: and some, you know, high schoolers here and there, but just young adults overall. Yes, Mm -hmm. yes. I don't see anybody else in that market right now. Um. So, like I said, that's very unique venture that you've taken upon yourself to, you know, create and empower others. So, i'm like I said, I've I've gone on your website before and I've listened to some of the speeches and very much empowered myself. And I've I've been in those positions where you know I wasn't. You know exactly sure where I wanted to go, but you know if I I wish you was out like two years ago. I heard about you two years <laughs> ago.
0: <laughs> uh, see, I, I'm so happy to be here now because I wish that I'd known all these things that I know now back then, two three years ago. And so I just want to help. People now figure it out so they don't have to go through what, you know, like myself or even yourself, like what we had to endure, what we didn't know, and the decisions we made because of what we didn't know. And so I, I'm I'm just here for the people. I'm here to help. I'm here to in- impact and inspire lives. I
1: love it. I love it. I love it. And it looks like you're from Miami, Florida, right? I
0: am from the
1: 305 uh... Miami
0: all day yes
1: Love it. yes sir <laughs> <laughs> florida so i'm from florida too so there we go we, i mean i had two people from florida on the show already i'm doing i already know i'm doing great <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it,
0: this is our time this
1: is our year yes see they, they sleep on south florida that's the thing people sleep people from up north they sleep on south florida but little they know they got great people like myself and you and ish and other folks is doing a damn thing out here so it's great to get folks from florida on the show
0: Thank you for having us so we could represent and show you that, you know, good things come out of Florida. I know we have the beaches and good weather, but we're also intellect. You know, we're we're on top of our game.
1: Yes, 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 exactly. It looks like you got started at the age of 24 on this journey of yours, right? Yes, sir, 24. All right, so so give me some ideas and and, and pretty much go ahead and start off and let me know how did this idea of becoming a motivational speaker or this brand that you have, the Unfulfilled Millennial, start? Did you know that, you know, you wanted to do this coming out of school or while you was in school or before school? Or is this something that just kind of transpired, you know, through different circumstances uh, during that time period? Okay, so
0: I to answer that last question, I would say both. So. so I've always known that I had this gift for first- it was always a natural ability, like in church or at family functions. I was always the one to get in front of the room, and it it didn't bother me. And so I always knew I wanted to be a speaker, but I didn't know that I could be intentional about it. So I knew I grew up hearing people like Les Brown and Tony Robbins, and even the hip hop preacher, right? What we what we uh, call Eric Thomas now. Right. And I I would look at them and say. There's no way that they, like, grew up saying they wanted to be a speaker. It just happened, right? They just woke up one day and somebody told them to speak. I thought that would be my story. I was wrong. Mm -hmm. So I went to school for psychology, and I kept changing my major. At one point, I wanted to be an orthodontist. I wanted to work for the government. I wanted to. Be an eye doctor, all this stuff that just I really just want to do. I just didn't have a plan. I was so unsure that I was just picking anything that sounds, you know, sounds great. And so at the time, everybody around me was graduating. They were going to grad school, law school, starting these amazing corporate jobs. But I didn't have anything, at least that I felt. So upon my uh, graduation, I started to brainstorm. What could I really do? And I was at a conference, and I walked past it and saw the word China, right? Saw the word China. You could go to China on this, like, mission trip, and you can teach. And so I took advantage of it because, again, I didn't have a plan, right? No plan at all.
1: So wait, so you're – because usually, I mean, you you spoke about jobs, like jobs that you figured you wanted to take, but, you know, you didn't have any real passion for did your parents have any influence on that? Because, you know, our parents, they say, oh, yeah, go out and be a lawyer or go out and be a doctor or go get a high paid job. Was Were these selections or choices, you know, from your parents or are these just ideas that you just spat out and say, ah, it looks like it pays good, let me go ahead and go after it?
0: They were most definitely inspired by my parents along with just wanting to do something. So it was a, it was a good mixture of both. My mom always wanted me to be a pharmacist. Mm-hmm.
1: And I never like it took me three times to pass chemistry in college, <laughs> so I, I immediately I was a no. Join the masses, cause I t- look, I I got through Chem one, and barely by the skin of my teeth, and then by the time I got to Chem two, it was a wrap. I I said no, 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 no. I I don't want any parts of this. <laughs> it's horrible. I don't know why why they torture me that, and so
0: I from taking that class three times, oh no, I this is not for me. Yeah. And you know, my mom always wanted me to do that and I have to finally tell her, Look, I can't do that for you because when the tests come you're not there to
1: take them for me. <laughs> That's real. And <laughs> so
0: I think she finally got it. Even till this day she'll say things like, Oh, you could have made it. You you would have been great. Eh, thank uh, you, but no thank you.
2: Um I'm good.
1: I'm good. <laughs> I'm, good.
2: I'm good. great.
0: Oh loving life not at
1: the pharmacist. It's wonderful. That's good, that's good. So you saw this China sign randomly. Look look how God works, right? So you saw this China Absolutely. sign randomly and you said, What, I'm, I wanna go to China? Did you did you have any experience in Chinese or anything like that? What? That's that's a random trip. I, <laughs> I had none. My parents were just as
0: shocked as 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 you are. I had none. Never been out of the country, never done any any traveling for extended periods of time because it was for a year and so i remember i called my mom and told her hey i think i want to go to china for a year and i'll never forget she told me girl please do not play with me
1: <laughs> as expected
0: as expected but then it, i'm thankful that she said that because i, I kind of called her as a joke but then her reaction made me wonder why not mm-hmm. why can't i go like, what, what would be so bad about moving abroad? And so I did it. <laughs> I moved hmm. abroad for a year because I thought that it would come with soul searching and I would figure out my life's path. Because at the time, remember, speaking wasn't really on my radar. Right. I never in a million years thought that this is what I would do. It's something that I wanted to do maybe for fun, as a hobby, maybe get paid to speak on the weekends.
2: Yeah.
0: And so I did it. I got up. I moved to China alone for one year by myself, and it was the most exhilarating year of my life.
1: Was this a program, or was this attached to speaking, or like what What was the premise around, around the trip? To teach. So you
0: would go there, you would teach English at a university. hmm So really, it was just, it was took a job as a teacher because I didn't have a job anywhere else lined up. But the, the, the purpose for going was to teach English. Okay. So it wasn't a speaking – it wasn't anything other than teaching. But I knew I didn't want to be a teacher. <laughs> but I also knew that I wanted to go to China, so I took advantage of the opportunity. And, you know, my year was up. Or as my year as, – as I came to the close of the one year – once again, I kind of felt unfulfilled. Okay, I just did this amazing trip. You know, everyone back home is finally proud of me and they they want to see what I'm going to do next. But I didn't have a next step mm. other than return to the States.
1: So we're not going to fast forward over this China trip like that. No, we we <laughs> want to hear what happened in China. I don't know anybody that's gone to China. <laughs> so you, you go to China with no previous experience in Chinese And you go to speak English, you get there, you know, how was this year?
0: China, as much as I would love to say it was the best thing, uh, it was hard. It was really hard because I was in just unknown territory, number one, where people didn't speak the language, so that that was there, the barrier, and then the culture was different, you know, people touching my hair, I haven't seen natural hair, Whoa. so having people just come up to me and touch me, it, it, was, it, it was hard. In the, the space, personal space, you know, it's cultural, that doesn't exist over there. So having people literally in your face, like, it was a really, it was a fun year, but it was tough. It was a really tough year. But it taught me, or it gave me a greater sense of confidence. Um, it taught me courage. You know, think about literally surviving by yourself in another country. Think about all of these holidays. Think about spending your birthday by yourself in another country. Nobody knows it's your birthday, nor do they care. Right. But it taught me that I can truly stand alone in me. It taught me that God has equipped me with everything that I need. Like, it's already in me. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think I, I was waiting on this sign. I think I was waiting on permission to do what I really loved or waiting on just guidance or somebody to tell me no it's okay do what you want but really i already had that like i already have the permission you know Mm -hmm. like god already placed so much in me and the fact that it's in me is permission enough and so being in china gave me that sense of self that i didn't have like now i won't call myself fearless because i'm not realistic but i'm very courageous (laughs) Yeah. navigated in another country
1: by myself like what can't I what can't I do that's unheard of like I I, I know for I'm a, I'm a big advocate for like when when you, when you graduate from school go live somewhere you know go to another state or a city take that job in a city or a state that's you know by yourself essentially mm-hmm. um and that's because I feel like you know Coming out of college, I mean, you kind of figure out who you are, but you don't really know what you're made of sometimes. And I feel like right. those kind of moves, you know, show you what you are made of when you're in an environment where you're by yourself, you don't have, you know, a direct family next to you or a friend next to you. You know, you you gotta really get it on your own. And sometimes people they figure that out later in life, but the earlier you figure out who you are and what you're made of you know, the better purpose you serve for the position in which you are supposed to fill when God gives that to you. And so I know for me, I moved, I moved from, you know, from Florida, you know, I went, I I grew up in Jacksonville. So me going to college at FAMU, like I was, you know, I was, I was still in my comfort zone, but when I moved up to, and even DC, like DC had, you know, a lot of alumni from FAM, but when I moved to Baltimore, oh man, (laughs) I've been in Baltimore for the past three years yeah like and I had to figure it out on my own and you know it's I've I I now know what I'm made of and I know that I can move anywhere I need to and still make things happen but in your case you you doubled that and went way across the world (laughs) so (laughs) so kudos to you for making that happen because that's that's unheard of and I don't I don't know too many people that are able to do that just off a whim and a prayer and still make it work out for them. So the good thing about it is that you were able to not only figure out, you know, what you're made of, but you, you got a sense of direction, did you not?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. It, if nothing else, it told me what I did not want to do, which was teach. <laughs> um, it, you know, it taught me that I wanted to remain in the United States. So I it built me up so much more, and I finally learned to trust my voice. Because it's all I had. Right. It's all I had. And so China was amazing. China was incredible. It was hard. It was fun. Um, There were times where I was lonely. There were times where I was so happy to be on my own. It, it It was filled with so many emotions. But I needed that experience. I believe I needed that experience to make it to where I am now. Because it just taught me so much about the world. And life. And
1: myself Mm -hmm. so you went into it pretty much you know optimistic and not knowing what it was going to Mm uh produce for you but you came out with a lot of results right absolutely yes 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 so so at the end of the year your year is concluding and at this point you know you, you know you have to move back to the states. Do you now know what you want to do outside of teaching, or are you still kind of like, "Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going back home?
0: I'm still so unsure, and it made me even more afraid because I felt like I was returning home Mm -hmm. empty-handed. I had this great experience, but I kind of felt like nothing really happened. I I didn't really gain more clarity as far as my career. Mm-hmm. but I knew that it was good experience or whatever I would want to do um, at one point I did think that I wanted to work in inter- inter- international relations Okay. so after I moved to China I came back and I listened to grad programs actually while I was in China I took the GRE while I was in China craziest experience it was it's insane what happened? And, well I couldn't find the testing site I was in two different cities in one day within an hour uh finally showed up to the g r e late.
2: Ooh. they
0: would not let me in. I had to beg I think I had to shed a tear or two <laughs> and then they finally let me into the test, thank God finally let me into the test, and then I was able to take it, but at first they did not care, they were not concerned, uh, they had no remorse at all, but it, you know, thank God it worked itself out, but I remember that day that it was, like, running <laughs> on the bus and texting, it was, it was a lot, it was a lot, but I was so determined to, to make it happen even while I was abroad, and so, at the GRE, I also applied for two grad programs while I was there. I ended up getting accepted into both of them Yes. for international relations and so when I came back, I I, I returned in June of 2014 Mm -hmm. and then I started school in August of 2014. Mm.
1: Now what were you in school for? What, what, uh, What degrees were you trying to obtain?
0: My Master of Science in International Relations. So that was, you know, that that was my new, my focus was on that. That was like the new thing. I'm in a master's program. I want to get this degree. Even though in my heart I didn't feel 100% um, convinced, but it was better than nothing.
2: Right. Right.
0: You either work, you either go to work, get a job, or you're in school. If you're doing one or the other, no one really bothers you because you're on track to whatever it is. That you're supposed to be doing, right? Right. So I was in school and I was working full time.
1: Mm. Where were you working?
0: I was working at a university in um, graduate admissions at the time. Or I came back and I got a job a few months after. And at one point I was actually working two jobs just for fun. Just for fun. And just for also fun. juggling things. <laughs> yes, just for fun. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking, but it was fun. It really was fun at the time.
1: Yeah, you had you had to make money, right? Now, as far as finances are, are concerned, you were like I said, you just got back from China. Did did that China trip break you as far as your bank account or were you did you come back and you were broke or you came back and you, you you had some money to kinda of stand on? Like what was your financial situation at that point when you got back and you started grad school? So when I came back I was
0: borrowing because what they do was breakfast. So Pay for your flight there, and then they reimburse you at the end. And then, you know, if you're over there and you're saving money you to come back with all of that. So I came back. I thought I was falling. And because I didn't work, you know, I was like, I gave my mom a nice chunk of money. Just that just made her day. And then I was going here. I was going there. I was traveling. And then eventually that money ran out. Mm. So I went from falling to broke in a matter of like a month.
2: Wow.
0: Yeah, went through a lot of money. And so I needed a job, actually. The first job I got, I needed it. The second job was more so just to, just to have something to do. I don't like to be idle. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely, absolutely, I need to have money 100%. And I've actually maintained that job since then.
1: Okay. And what, were you? were you back in Miami at this point?
0: Miami working at university and going to school mm-hmm.
1: full-time. So now you're in school working full-time. Uh, at, at this point, were you decided or what, what, what was going on while you were going through school?
0: I was still undecided, but then something very interesting happened to me. While I was in school, my first semester, now, my, my first, my very first semester in grad school, when grades came out, I had a C and a B.
2: Mm-hmm. One C, one B.
0: Then I received an email saying that I was on academic probation and I had to sit out of school one calendar year. What? So not one semester, but one calendar year. So from December 2014 to December 2015, they wanted me to sit out.
1: And this was because, because of the B and the C?
0: It was because of the C. Apparently, I was admitted conditionally. And that was one of my conditions of being admitted, that I had to maintain a certain GPA. Right. Now, I didn't know that. On my acceptance, it didn't say anything about being a conditional student. It actually told me that I was an unconditional, you know, I'm in it. Right. And so... But you couldn't tell me that in the moment. In the moment, I remember I lost it. I was devastated. I was crying. I can't. I don't have the time. You know, everyone else was already ahead of me. I was in China when everyone was starting grad school. Right. So I fought it. I fought it. I went to the appropriate um, channels, and I was able to be readmitted conditionally this time. Mm
1: -hmm. Um,
0: And my conditions was that in the next semester, I had to get straight A's.
1: Now, was there a reason, was there anything going on during that first semester or year where your grades were, you know, was it the job or what happened? Like, what transpired for you to get that low grade?
0: I think it was the job mixed with just getting back into the groove of school. Yeah. Um, It had been a year since I had to write a paper, since I had to read, and if anyone has attended grad school, they know, you know, it's, all it is is reading and writing. That's all you do. You read and you write. Read and you write. And so I think both, you know, trying to manage, trying to balance the two and, and manage my time, I didn't do the greatest job at that. And then also just not being fully committed to the program. I think I was more so in school just because that was what I thought I was supposed to do yeah. versus actually being. Passionate about the degree, about the field that I was entering, mm. and so all of that together, you know, I, I'm looking back. I'm actually kind of proud that I managed to make a B and a C, <laughs> and then in the next semester, straight a Yes. Because the pressure was on. I didn't have a choice.
1: Yeah, you would have been back in China possibly. I don't know.
0: <laughs> exactly. I would have been somewhere.
1: Because I know your moms wouldn't let you come home like that with failing out of grad school, right?
0: pressure to everyone else. and that's another thing
2: like when we announce things on Facebook it's like people
0: are holding you accountable oh, and you don't yes. want to say you know I fell out, I dropped out I'm
1: on probation yes 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 nobody wants to put up the bad thing but once you announce something that you're going to do so people will be watching
0: they, 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 they watch. watch hard Yes. and I do it I watch when people post their relationship statuses or school or new job. I want to know. Like, I want to be updated. How's it going? <laughs>
1: what is going on with your life?
0: <laughs> right. Like, you told us all of this. Tell us everything else. Yeah. And so
2: you ain't going to see
0: themselves. that. Absolutely not. So, I got, I fought it. Got back in school. Um, straight A's the next semester. Fast forward to the summer of the next year. Mm -hmm. Got my grades back. I had another seat.
1: Oh, Lord.
0: Had another seat. It was a a tough class.
1: So this was strictly tough academic.
0: I'm talking international law. Like, I don't even know domestic law. If you want me to learn international law, that's not going to happen. No.
2: Sorry.
0: No Not it. Not it at all. So, Got a C in the class, and once again, I get my letter, academic probation. Mm. Had to sit out, but the second time was different from the first time.
1: How so? You actually sat out this time? You didn't fight it?
0: I tried to fight Well, I did fight it, and so I didn't have to sit out a year. I ended up having to only sit out a semester.
2: Okay, that's better.
0: But I, but I still had to sit out. But the second time... I was so frustrated, and I was so drained from having to fight and crying and feeling ashamed and being embarrassed and fighting for this degree that I don't think I was really passionate about from the beginning. And so, this second time around, I asked myself, Brittany, in the event that you do not make it through this graduate program, whether you just you're, you you give it up, you don't want to do it anymore, or you're forced out. What are you going to do? You cannot hide behind school. You cannot hide behind a degree program or a graduate program. Mm. And that's what I was doing. So I started to think about it. What is it that I actually enjoy that I would want to do for a living full time? Mm -hmm. And the only thing that I could think of really was speaking.
1: So you you reverted back to what you – initially wanted to do before you even went to China right
0: yes yes so it it just came back up it came back up not so much by choice but almost by force and I tell this story all the time because to me there's such a big lesson in it um during that time I had I, I, I withdrew from everybody Mm -hmm. Like, I was not talking to anyone. I was so devastated about school that I just locked myself in the room. And I will never forget my mom came home with a book. She went to a conference, and there was a speaker there. She gave me his book. She said, Hey, he's having a speaker training next month. I think that you should go. She left the book on my TV. I did not pick the book up. I didn't want to look at it. I didn't care. I didn't want to be inspired. I didn't want to read a self-help. I didn't want it. I wanted to be angry. I wanted to stay where I was. Mm-hmm. I didn't want I didn't, didn't. want to figure it out. I didn't want to get better. So she dragged me out of the house one day, and I met a guy at the radio station randomly, like randomly just met him. And he asked how I was, and for some reason, I just felt compelled to be honest, mm-hmm. which we don't really do that. Oh, how are you? I'm good. Thank you. That's just the default. So he asked how I was, and I was like, you know what? I'm okay. I'm not the best. And then he started asking about my life and what's wrong, and I told him about about school, and I was almost kicked out where I was. I had to sit out in a semester. And he said, so what is it that you want to do? And I said, I think I want to be a speaker. And he said, well, I have a friend, and he's having a speaking training next month. I'll be there. You should come.
1: What? So random guy. At a radio station, you just blatantly just – you know what? I'm going to be completely honest with this guy. I don't care who he is, but I'm going to let him know how I feel. You express him how you feel, and you say, hey, you know, I I want to be a speaker. And next thing you know, he has you connected with a guy that does speaking training? Mm
0: -hmm. Which was the same guy that my mom told me
1: about. Wow. See? In the
0: same speaker training that my mom told me
1: about. (laughs) Look at God. There you go again.
0: And in, in that moment, I remember saying to myself, I hear you, God. Yes. I hear you. I hear you. That that was the beauty of all of that prior, you know, not knowing what I wanted to do and academic probation twice. I think it was to get me to that
1: point. It's almost like trying to stuff a square peg into a round hole. Kept going, kept going. And, you know, he was mm-hmm. just like, you know what? It's, it's not working. I'm trying to tell you it's not working. And you were just constantly trying to fight it, fight it, fight it. And naturally, you had – naturally through, you know, just physical and emotional exhaustion, you let it go. And then look what happened.
0: Absolutely. We can't – the providence of God is so powerful. Um, Like that's something that you can't escape. And I tell people all the time, just trust your process. I thought it was the end of the world. Mm Mm-hmm. I was so embarrassed and during that period where I was out of school, people would ask, Oh, how's school going? And I was like, I'm good, you know, just taking a little break. I didn't want to flat out say what happened because I was too embarrassed. But that all of that was for a reason. All of that ultimately led me back to what I know and what I believe that I purposed to do is just speaking. But I never would have gotten there had I not gone through the proper channels that I did. You know, mm-hmm. there was no other way for me to get to this lesson than to go to China, then to go to school, and to not get the grades. Like, it all happened the for way reason. that it was supposed to.
2: It happened for a reason.
0: It happened for a reason. It's like you just have to trust your process and trust that what you're going through is in the end going to work together for your good like it's all going to benefit you in the end but you have to get through it and not give up
1: yes love yours love your process love what you are currently involved in and everything that comes with it yes <laughs> that's why you're on the show love right me. now <laughs> can you get it
0: <laughs> you know i get it now and i'm thankful thankful to get it now, and I just I want to help other
2: people get it. because mm-hmm. we're
0: just together, you know. We, we go through what we go through uh to help other people. I I I, I believe that. I strongly believe that that everything that I endured, my story is to ultimately help somebody else in theirs or through theirs.
1: Mhm. Good, good, good. So you did you get connected? Did he give you his phone number, the email? What happened at this point?
0: So he did not give me his number or his email, but I went home and I looked into the training. Finally, I told my mom, "Hey, I think I want to do it." Went on the website, looked at the training. The training was twenty five hundred dollars.
2: Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs>
0: That's how I felt. <laughs> How'd you fund it? Sacrifice.
2: Oh lord. <laughs>
0: so I got paid every two weeks and my, my paycheck was the, I was able to like finance it, you know, pay, pay an in increment. The amount that I had to pay every two weeks was my, my, my full paycheck. Oh my. I tell you no lie. So I did not see. And then when I got to the training, I'm I'm getting ahead of myself, but when I got to the training, you know, he offered another training on top of that. So we got the speaking side, and then we got the business side, the business one was thirty
1: five hundred dollars Oh, Lord. And naturally, naturally, you want to do both. (laughs) Absolutely. Of course. I have to. Yeah, you got to. And
0: so one was in, I think, September, and the next one was in December. So I did not see any of my money from August to December.
1: Mmm. Talk about sacrifice.
0: August to December I did not see one red sit from wow. my paycheck. So
1: what is that? Six thousand dollars I believe? Wow. Sixty five hundred dollars? Yes. So how you how do you survive? That's 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 what August, September, that, that's, that's a few months, more than a few months of not getting paid. How would you survive? Right.
0: Thankfully, I lived with my parents, so I didn't have to worry about rent or anything. Um, How was I eating and putting gas in my car? Honestly, I think about that till this day, I don't know, because I don't remember asking my parents for money, like they wouldn't help me because I didn't want them to. Right. Um. I, I don't know the Lord, and, and I don't say that to be cliche, but I can't even think, I can't even tell you how was I eating, mm. how, how was I putting gas in my car, I don't know, it's like money would come up,
1: right? Just come out I would look at my account places.
0: and it, it would just be there, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't even know, but I sacrificed to get what I wanted because I knew that that was something that I was passionate about, and I knew that I would do whatever it took to get there. And I want to help. The, the reason why I'm so passionate about my speaking is because I want to show other people that you can have whatever you want. You can be whatever you want, but you have to put in the work. Mm-hmm. And the work mm-hmm. may sometimes involve money.
2: Yes. Yes. You have to definitely.
0: invest. That's what, that, That's something they don't tell you about
2: entrepreneurship it takes money to make money yep you gotta invest in
0: yourself absolutely and if you can't invest in yourself if you don't see the value of investing in yourself why
1: should other people Mm. speaking true gems right now true gems so with this time period august to what december august to december so i remember you spoke previously about closing everybody off and basically retreating under a rock in a sense um, due to your previous academic failure there so were you still now that you've embarked on this new speaking engagement class and all that kind of stuff like were you still hidden from the public eye were you off social media were you letting people know hey this is what I'm doing now or what what were you doing from a social standpoint no. so I
0: wasn't- anymore. I was not blowing people off. I wasn't hiding. Um, I think I became more invisible actually because I was so happy. Right. Um, I did the speaking. I remember I posted our final assignment at the training where we had to give a speech and I remember I gave my speech, I put it on social media, on Facebook, and it blew up.
1: Like viral
0: everyone I won't say that it went viral per se, but it had a lot of attention, um, mainly from people that knew me, people that knew my mom, people who knew that particular speaker that I trained with. Like it, it got so much attention, which I didn't expect, and I think for me it was just validation that that was where I was supposed to be. And so, you know, people started to inquire, people started to ask me, you know, how did I get started with that, and people started to invite me to speak. And so it forced me out of. It forced me out of that period of just withdrawing you know it, it helped me to blossom it helped me to you know get back to where I was which is the social butterfly who loves people who loves to talk mm-hmm. um, because I was happy mm. even though I wasn't in school I now realized I couldn't have done both. I couldn't have done the speaking training because it was so much preparation before I even got there and focused on school. I had to sit out because I'm supposed to be focusing
1: on the speaking. Mm-hmm. You already went through the training, or at least a portion of it, and posted your first video and got raving reviews, obviously, but when you started the training, were you did you require a lot of attention from the teacher, or was this something that was natural to you?
0: person in the room. Mm-hmm. Everyone there was at least twice my age. And so um I was intimidated to be in their presence because they were so much older than me and they a lot of them were already speaking. I was inexperienced. I was completely green. So I walked into it trusting my ability but just being intimidated by the level of success in the room. And I got on stage and he told me to speak for two minutes and I remember everyone just all I could hear was, wow oh my god who is this girl and throughout the training, you know he would critique you, he would stop you if he didn't like what you were saying he would make you start over Uh, people would have to start over five and six times and I felt so bad Um, but out of the two days that I was there I didn't get stopped once not once? Not once. Youngest in the room, completely inexperienced,
1: but it is not once. Hey guys, I want to shed some light on one of our sponsors of the show, Horror Creative. That's H A R A Creative. Horror Creative is a creative shop that specializes in photography, videography, and creative direction. Challenging the status quo through their expertise, they have used their skills to provide restaurants, clothing brands, solo entrepreneurs, and many more with distinguished visuals. You may also know them because of their transformative self-propelled projects, such as their video series, The Black Love Project, and their most recent publication, Horror Magazine, Poems and Light. Follow them on Instagram at horrorcreative, or check out their website, horrorcreative.com, to stay in the loop with all the dope content they have coming our way. Please check them out when you get a chance. And always remember, hard creative for the culture. One viral video. I'm going to say viral. Uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just so people can understand how big it was for you. Mm -hmm. It was called The Invitation. And I
0: was just saying that you're invited to fulfill your dreams. You're invited to live your dreams. Like I giving you permission. I'm giving you access. I'm telling you it's okay to come on with me and live your dreams and, you know, not allowing dream killers to steal your joy and not allowing your family, not allowing all these external factors to steer you in the wrong direction to, to get you off track and how when you focus on yourself and when you focus on the mission and you focus on your why, you will fulfill everything that you were purposed to.
1: Powerful. See, I'm gonna go look. Yeah. I'm gonna go look that up now. You already. Know. <laughs> you have to.
0: i you, you have to.
1: It's, it's funny
0: to watch it now because I was like this little girl. I just I look different. I sound different. You know, I look at the organization of my speech. I when I look at it now, I'm like, oh, like that's so bad.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, like.
0: But it, it shows the growth. So I, I, I'm thankful. It it was a great time. It was fun. And I look back on it frequently, and I, I just, uh, that was the first moment where I was confident that this was for
1: me. Yes, yes, yes. So now, you've, you've posted a video, you've, you know, people who are starting to recruit you. Is this the point where you came up with the unfulfilled millennial, or did you go through some more things before that idea sparked?
0: So many other brands and topics and niches. Like it was just it was a lot. It was a lot of work to uh, figure out who is my target audience, who do I want to talk to, who do I want to inspire. Um initially I went by B empowered. So instead of E M power, it was the letter M of the play on my name, Brittany Murray. Right. So B empowered. Um, and I actually went to trademarked the name Mm -hmm. but there was already a company using it Mm. and so I could not and I was just I was frustrating and I went through so many different things and actually last year in the middle of the night over Christmas break I was at my parents and I don't know what happened I just woke up out of my sleep with the Unfulfilled Millennial. Out of your sleep? Out of my sleep it was like 3 o'clock in the morning I woke up out of my sleep and
1: started writing a book that had to do with unfulfilled millennials. Wow! Wait! Oh wait! 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 A book? So you got up, you're just like oh, I'm gonna write a book, and then this idea came to you? Just that simple. Wow!
0: Literally in the middle of the night. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know. What happened, I just remember I woke up and I immediately started typing and writing and then the unfulfilled millennial, it stuck. And I was like, hmm, I really like that because I think that describes me perfectly. I was unfulfilled.
2: Mhm.
0: I had all this education. I, I don't know if I said it, but I, I ended up getting my master's degree because I like to finish what I started. Congratulations. And thank you. So. I had that degree, I had the undergraduate degree, I went to China, you know, I was working, but I still didn't feel fulfilled, and even throughout my journey of speaking, I didn't always feel fulfilled, and so it was the most fitting name for me, and for my brand, and for my business, because it described me, and from talking to so many of us, I think it describes
1: most of us. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. Uh, a lot of, like I said, people graduate and, you know, they take that. Now, this is don't knock on the individuals that want to go into teaching, but you know, a lot of people, they, they take the jobs they don't want to take just to, for the sake of having a job. Like, I know a few people that, you know, are substitute teachers or they go back home and, you know, they go and do whatever. And it's not essentially what they want to do, but for the sake of having a job, they take it. You know, and instead of going after really what they want to do. Now, there are certain circumstances that call for you to take, you know, those jobs that you don't necessarily want to take. But my whole my view is that you might not be working a job you want to take. But what are you doing outside of that Mm -hmm. job that's going to that's going to progressively move you toward that end goal? Are you you know Are you coming home every day? Are you watching TV and laying around, or are you coming home every day? And you're actively researching and actively reading, or trying to network with this person, or meet up with that person, or going to meetups. Like there's there's so much that you can do outside of your nine to five, you know, that can get you where you want to be without you know without you just essentially giving up and saying, all right, well, I'm just gonna work this job, and if something comes up, it comes up. You know, that's that's being lazy. So you know, I'm always a proponent of individuals putting forth the necessary effort outside of their nine to five job if that's not what they want to do to get where they want to be. And it takes you you know, it takes it takes time. It takes investing in yourself to do that.
0: It it, it takes time. It's it's a part of the process. You just have to trust your process and be active in your process. And I love the point you make about, you know, walking into that job that You're not passionate about but I get it. You you have to survive. You have to live. And I understand that. And I would never tell anyone, uh, you know, turn it down. because Mm -mm. It's not your dream. No, if you have bills.
2: You got bills. (laughs) You you have to go
0: to work. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm stupid. You got to suck it up. You have to do what You have to do But in addition to that, I think that every single day we should be doing at least one thing to get us one step closer to living a life that we want. Mm-hmm. Living the life that you know that's full of all of our dreams and our visions and everything that we've ever wanted to do, what are you doing mm-hmm. to get you closer mm-hmm. and it may not It may not be quitting your job and going to do that it is a little actionable steps, consistent actionable steps that will propel you forward and you know I think a lot of people miss the mark on that sometimes, like you're mm-hmm. waiting for this big sign or you're waiting for this this new job opportunity and Sometimes it's the research yes. that will put you ahead or sometimes it's just the, the call or the email or going to that event that will put you ahead. I went to a radio station.
1: Yeah. A radio station. A radio station out of all places.
0: A radio station. I wasn't I, I wasn't at this, you know, ball or anything. I was at a, radio station. I wasn't at this networking event. I wasn't at a conference. I was at the radio station.
1: Mm. See?
0: It can happen anywhere.
1: Anywhere. Guy gonna call he, you gotta be able to listen.
0: Exactly. Anywhere, anytime and he's not gonna wait for you to be in the right position, or the
1: right place. Mm When he calls you better you, you gotta you gotta be ready and you gotta make that leap if that if that's what it calls for. Or if he's asking to do something, you just got to go ahead and do it.
0: Exactly. Do it now. Think about it
1: later. Yep. It's not for anybody else to know or hear. It's it's for you only. And when it's your time, it's your time.
0: That's a word. Yes. That is an entire (laughs) word.
1: (laughs) Yes. So look, so now you've you've come up with the name Unfulfilled Millennial and you've already been doing speaking engagements, correct? I have, yes. Right. So with the Unfulfilled Millennial, you got this name, where where does it go from this point? Did you go ahead and file for your articles of incorporation or did you go and gather some kids and start, you know, telling them, hey, this is what you got to do to be what you want to be? Mm-hmm. What what happened at that point?
0: Both, um, you go through the process, which could take a year to, to legally have the name belong to you. Um, so I'm in that process now, which, but I've still been using it because I'm claiming it is mine. There you and, go. Then I I just I, I did the second also the latter just going to tell people this is what you have to do and so I've spoken I've, I've spoken some of everywhere like church groups community groups um, groups like the boys and girls club which was one of my absolute favorites that was a great bunch um, I've done women women's conferences and I've spoken at colleges and universities locally um, I got to go back to. UCF, which is where I graduated from, the University of Central Florida, and that was a dream. I did that twice, and I just told them, it's okay to be unfulfilled as a millennial. You don't have to have it figured out right now, Mm -hmm. but you will eventually, as long as you're doing your part to ensure that happens, and I I just want to tell them, it's okay. You don't have to be perfect. Life doesn't have to be figured out. I know it seems like we're old when we're twenty one, twenty two, trying to make decisions. You literally have the rest of your life ahead of you to figure it out. Right. And that's my mission. That that that's my that is my mission to help people just to help millennials specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, figure out their calling. Nah, figure out what it is because we all have one.
1: Yeah. And that's a that's yeah. a great that's a great position to wanna to be in especially like i said with a with a high demand of millennials as we are dreamers in ourselves and we've been told growing up hey you can go be whatever you want to be now due to circumstances we you know we're not gonna always be there but we are dreamers and different for what our grandparents told our parents to go get a job and go get a good job and work that job and you see our parents they've worked a lot of our parents have worked jobs for 15 20 30 years plus you know but for us you know, we grew up in a generation where it's like, you go do whatever you want to do. And there's a lot more opportunities now than there were previously. So, you know, we we are the dreamer generation. So you have a large, very large market to cater to and essentially get people where they want to get to. So you have a big task on your hand, but it it seems like I I know you can get it done. I know you can get it done. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm
0: good too. I'm and I intend to inspire other people to get it done stop, th- we, stop thinking about it stop thinking about what could go wrong stop thinking about what your parents are going to say, society is going to say your friends, whomever and just get it done Right. Um, you know I, I know I step on toes when I say this but your parents don't get a do over in life through you mm. um, if they've lived their life, they've made their decisions and they mm. haven't lived it you can you can want what's best for your child. You can want them to do a certain thing, and, and that's okay, but like you have to give them the space to grow and to become the adult, to become the responsible adult that you are raising them to be. Yes. And parents have to understand that, but I think we also have to help them understand that because they, they mean well. They do. They do. They, they mean well. It's just different. The generation is different. Like you can literally make a living off of social media now. Yeah. You couldn't do that 20 years ago. Not at all. You couldn't do that five years ago.
1: you think five years? Yeah. You're right. Got so many different platforms. It's crazy.
0: Absolutely. And so we have to we have to show them. And I think the best way to show them is by being committed to it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: you know like pe- people don't really take you serious until you put your your money where your mouth is you know yeah. like, until you show up and it was the same like for me with training no one believed that I was going until I, I went nobody's going to believe that you can be successful at owning a business or working a certain type of job that maybe they don't feel there's any you know, future or growth in until you do it and they have a responsibility to kind of give us that space to grow, but
1: we also have a responsibility to, um, to, to not, to not fold on what we want to do, because then they'll never get it, and they'll never respect our adulthood. Oof. Listen, if y'all haven't been, if y'all haven't listened to any one of our speeches, just based off this, this podcast episode right now, I already know, you spit hot fire. <laughs> i'm
2: I'm
1: (laughs) convinced i am convinced i want everybody else to be convinced now speakings and you're inspiring the masses uh where else is your current well where's your brand currently right now and where do you see it in the next 20 to 30 years so for now i definitely
0: want to focus on um a larger audience do keynote. Possibly some training, but mainly keynoting for right now. I just want to speak. I just want to get out there. Um, I want people to know my brand and know my voice and know what I represent and how I can serve them. Um, Eventually, in the next year, um, I plan to release my book, my first book. I'm so excited about that. Oh, yeah. And a podcast. Hey,
1: there we go. So you will be
0: on. (laughs) You will be on there.
1: thank you thank you
0: definitely a training I I would love to do like a, a public I'm class. That's the number one question I always get asked. People come up to me all the time. I get so many Facebook messages, Instagram DMs. How did you start? What am I supposed to do? How do I go about speaking? And so I, I want to do that. I want people to understand that it is not for the faint of heart. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of work. It's more than just getting up and talking. It is so much. And so I want to focus on those uh, few things over the next year.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, in the next. In, in the next five to ten years, I want to definitely move into more coaching programs. I want to have conferences, like an annual conference. I would love to have a, a TV show. I want to have a mentoring program. Since I was young, I always wanted to have this, like, group home for mm-hmm. girls and women. I, it was always for women uh, that are going to be women and children yeah and it's still been in my mind or on my heart lately yeah and so I definitely want to that I want a foundation I just
1: want to increase my service okay in any way that I can we already know that's gonna happen I mean you say you don't not finish things that you start so I'm gonna hold you to it don't think I'm not gonna check in and make sure you ain't doing it now
0: oh I agree that's <laughs> a, you know what that's what I need it's a community we have
1: Yes, 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 yes. So look, so what was your biggest influence in starting this business, this brand, this this name, Brittany Harris, keynote speaker? What was the biggest influence uh, that you know helped you get to this point? Definitely
0: for I me, mean, the pressure to be all of these things that everyone wanted me to be. Mm-hmm. Um, grew up the star students, straight A's, great FCAT scores, you know, great college, great great, all of that. And so I began to fit into this mold of what I should be. And it's not to say that I wasn't a scholar, but I wonder would, would my path have still been the same had had I been told it's okay to not be perfect. So just, just always having to fit this meet the standard of perfection or, you know, becoming what everyone else around me told me I should be, along with getting to a certain age or getting to college and figuring out it's not that easy. Like, I can't just do what you want because you want me to do it. Mm-hmm. And feeling like I didn't have anything to offer and seeing everyone around me excel and feeling like I wasn't, like, all of that, all of those experiences contributed to bringing Murray Heron's keynote speaker because it taught me that I create the life that I want. I define life on my own terms right. and I don't have to apologize for it and I don't have to feel bad about it. And while I was doing all these things that everybody wanted to do, they were all for living lives that they were proud of and they were happy about it. and I was here I was almost going out of grad school because that's what everybody told me I should do. Mm. But they weren't, you know? And so all of those things definitely influenced me to become this really bold and courageous, like free spirited, I do what I want. I don't care how you feel. I don't care what you think. There we go. Um, if if it if it benefits me type of attitude. And I've, I've carried that in things like China, experiences like China confirmed that, or even with. You know, school not working out initially and doing my speaking, it contributed to that. And so I I, I I, now stand so strongly and so firmly, like, in my truth, and I operate in that, and nobody can tell me anything. And I don't say that to be defiant, but I say that out of confidence. Like, I know who I am so much that... I don't care about the masses. I don't care about what they're doing. I don't care about what they're saying because it's their path, not mine. Yeah. Or it's their opinions, not mine. So um, I, I finally learned how to silence the voices around me to find my own. Mm. And I, I feel good. It, it's freeing. I feel free,
1: finally. That's good. That's That's amazing. And like I said, it's not often we get that that type of confidence but i think for you i think in just my personal opinion looking back at your story i think china was very 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 important very important you know because it almost in a sense solidified that foundation you knew where you wanted to go but you were trying out different things and this is before the china trip even happened you said you wanted to do public speaking but you know you got caught you got caught up in different things like that but I think China itself really exposed a lot about your own self and, you know, just and even from a character perspective. And all those things that you discovered about yourself were key points that, you know, essentially came together during that training, the speaking training, and gave you the product that, you know, you have today. And China was, like I said, China for you seemed to be very much important to you know discovering who you are and understanding your character and what you're made of and you know it just took the training to put everything together to give you the product you have today and like I said that was that was a key that was one major thing I, I, I took out of the story and I think that was uh I think that was very much an integral part of your success. It, it was it,
0: and every, every every time that I look back on it like I take a new lesson with me and I think China changed my life and I think it saved my life too mm-hmm. um, but like I said it, it gave me that courage and that confidence to do what I needed to do regardless of everything else going on around me and so I carry that with me in all aspects of life whether it's with my career whether it's with relationships um, both for kind and You know, and romantic. Like I have the courage to do what is best for me. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't apologize for how I feel anymore, and I don't want for my feelings. And you know, I'm gonna do what's best for me always. And I think China, China gave me that confidence to to finally be okay with
1: that. Good, good, good. All right, so, Brittany, as of right now, you've you know pretty much defied the odds and. you're a keynote speaker and it seems like your brand is very successful uh, you know and and motivational to say the least um, but it took a lot to get to that point and it looks like you've sharpened a lot of those dull edges you know but to this day what are some things that you still struggle with?
0: One thing that I struggle with for sure is drawing that line between uh, business and service So accepting free, you know, speaking for free and not requiring a fee versus putting my foot down where I absolutely no, like, you need to pay me. Yeah. And I think it's very <laughs> difficult in business, period, but especially as a woman because, you know, I sometimes feel bad talking about money, right? You have to handle the money. You know, like, when, as a woman, when you hurt yourself, you come off a certain way to people, and they, they call you out of your name, and you know, all of these negative things, but when a man does it, it's successful, right? Mm. And so that's been definitely a struggle for me. I have a gift, and this is also my job, Right. and I have to eat, and I have to survive, and I, I have to make a living for myself, so just drawing that fine line, of knowing when when, when it's appropriate to require. Yeah compensation versus, you know, just service, so that, that's definitely been a learning experience for me. Um, also, time management. Yeah. What most people don't know is that I actually still have a full-time job, Ooh. so I work 37 and a half hours per week on top of speaking, like sometimes I'll speak on Monday and I have to work Tuesday, or I'll be at work and leave at 12 to speak. And so just having to balance the two between making sure all of my work is done so, you know, my bosses give me the space to, you know, to go pursue my speaking. And then also coming up with my my keynotes and making sure that I practice. And, you know, when I get home, sometimes I don't want to work on a speech. Sometimes I want to go to sleep. I know. Yeah, it's,
2: it's
0: tough. It's just trying to. Manage the two of them and make sure I give both equally as much attention as they both deserve. So that, that that's a struggle. That's definitely a struggle. Also, believe it or not, I'm very I'm, I'm very introverted. Yeah. Very introverted. So I speak. I'm around people all the time, but that's actually difficult for me.
2: Wow. Um,
0: it's difficult. It's, it's difficult to be the center of attention. It's difficult to have all these people, like, asking questions on social media, wanting to talk. Like, people will come up and be like, oh, you speak? Speak. <laughs> Inspire
1: so me. right it. on the spot. <laughs> right. No, we, we got to revert back to run me the cash first, and then I got you. <laughs> I mean, run me
0: the money. Run me, my Run me the cause, <laughs> and that that that's hard. Uh, because after I speak, my family can attest to this. After I speak, and you know, I shake hands and greet. I'm done. Yeah. I just want to go in the room. I don't want to talk. I don't want to see anybody. I don't want to speak. I don't want to do anything for at least two days, <laughs> and that's not always possible. Yeah. So you know.
1: You gotta refill the you gotta refill the social meter. <laughs>
0: And it it can be, it really can be tough sometimes and, you know, you never want to come off as unwelcoming or unpleasant or blue, especially if people have given you an opportunity to speak. It's just my personality. I can, I can walk in a room, speak, and then blend in. Like, you don't have to know I'm a speaker. I can put in the back. You don't have to serve me. I don't have to -hmm. be, I don't care for any of that. Like, I just want to do my job and that's it. Um, so, that, that that's a struggle sometimes, and hmm. I would say those are the top things at the moment. Um, my struggles a year ago are totally different from now, and then I'm sure a year from
1: now, so totally different. You know. Yeah, as life from today. as life changes, and we get older naturally. We struggle with different things, but it it doesn't look like those those struggles are too cumbersome. But if they are, you you already know how to work through adversity. So I don't I don't. I don't foresee them being a, a long-term problem. So, what do you what do you love most about your experience thus far? That's a great
0: question.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I
1: caught me off guard. <laughs> I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. <laughs> oh no, no. <laughs> <laughs> <Not>, bro. <but all. laughs> yeah I mean, we want to know we want to know what do you love the most about your experience whether you do you, do you love that those struggle moments or like what was it it, it had to have been something if you look back something something that you were able to take out of this whole situation you know that you embraced eventually over time and loved you know what was that i would say
0: that everything that i as a loss was actually a gain. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite scriptures is actually Romans 828 that says, you know, all things work together. And I think that my life is proof of that. My story, my journey is proof of that, that even when I lose, I still win. Mm-hmm. And it took me some time to, 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 to get there, to get, to get here. But everything that I perceive as a failure, that I perceive to be a loss, wasn't it was all working for my good it was all working to help me figure life out to become the woman that I'm I'm, I'm supposed to be and I think that's been the most beautiful thing about my journey like everything finally makes sense in the moment it wasn't but you know hindsight is 2020 of course yes it is in the moment it felt like torture in the moment It felt like abandonment Mm -hmm. Um, in the moment, it was uncertainty, it was all of these things, but now I realize that it was just setting me up to win. And so for me, I think that's been the most, the the most beautiful part about my journey that through all of that, I I made it, I figured it out. Thank God.
1: Thank God. Thank God. So let's say this so where you currently live now you live in miami right i live
0: in miami well i live in timber pine but don't know <laughs> that much.
1: Well, 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 we'll take it so look so look so let's say you are in your you know this 50 years down the road or whatever not 50 let's say like 20 or something or, or 10 or 5 you're rolling down 95 south heading mm-hmm. to uh biscayne bay and you have this billboard right there near downtown and this billboard has your picture on it and it's got a quote from you what does that quote say oh that's
2: good that's really good
0: (laughs) (laughs) it would say my billboard would say the sea wouldn't
1: have been planted if it wasn't meant to grow I'll take it. Where does that come from?
0: You know, one night I was just thinking. I, I was I was just sitting here thinking about life, and I was thinking about how so many people are un, are uncertain, and they're unsure, and they second-guess them, themselves, as do I, at times. And I just had this moment of clarity, and I said to myself, Britain, the seed wouldn't have been planted if it wasn't the same like all those thoughts and those ideas you have they're not by having things right they, they don't just pop up just like coincidentally like it's all because this is a part of your journey it's a part of your purpose mm-hmm. why do some people have the idea to be a keynote speaker and some don't some have the idea to be a veterinarian and some don't it's a part of your journey the seed wouldn't have been planted in you you wouldn't even have that desire so strongly if you weren't meant to Explore it. If you weren't meant to, you know, go down that path to see, hey, is this supposed for me? If you weren't meant to take the appropriate steps um, to make it happen, and so I think that kind of sums up my life. The seed wouldn't have been planted if it wasn't to be growing. I think that multiple seeds have been planted in me as far as public speaking goes because anytime Anytime I was trying to figure it out, public speaking always came back.
2: Uh Like,
0: even when I tried to run from it, it kept coming back.
2: Yeah.
0: Because I was meant to water that seed. I was meant to allow that seed to grow.
1: It was meant for you.
0: It was meant for me. It was planted, I think it was planted, you know, from
1: birth. There it is. Right there. So next, uh, like I said, 20 years down the road, y'all, y'all going out of Biscayne Bay, Miami, that's not going to be there. Trust, believe it. It <laughs> won't be there, believe it in your face. Yes, yes, yes. So look, so you are a product. So you weren't somebody I directly sought out, and you were a product of another entrepreneur and brand maker uh, that was previously on the show. And this is something that I want to continuously do you know, to expand my network and expand, you know, the viewers network of, you know, the type of people or entrepreneurs or brand makers that we, that we reach out to. And like I said, last, last, last episode, we had Ishmael on the phone and he was able to reference you and your story. And I naturally brought you on and we have a powerful episode just based off your story and and bringing you on. So that's something I want to continuously do. And I want to bring, you know, other people based off reference on this show because even though I might not know, you know, the next person to bring on or, you know, another powerful story, you might know somebody. So if I was to ask you which entrepreneur or brand or, you know, individual you'd like to see next on the show and hear, you know, so the viewers can hear their story, uh, who might that be?
0: Name. Her real name, I believe, is Melissa, mm-hmm. and she's a florist. She's a florist, but she's so dope because she, she's not conventional, and her story is one of love, it's of loss, but it's ultimately an inspiration. And I was floored by just hearing how everything panned out for her. And even just seeing her work, like her, her, she she makes beautiful floral arrangements. But she uses flowers in a way that I've never seen them before. Like she had a photo shoot. Um, there were you know weapons, there were guns, yeah. but they were decorated in flowers.
1: I think wow. I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. That was dope.
0: It was beautiful. I was like, how? And then she she brings men into her photo shoots and. She, you know, because we 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 think of flowers to be very feminine,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, but she uses men in her pieces and she makes floral arrangements for them as well, and they wear them. So I just love her creativity and how she how she makes flowers a part of just everyday life and how she spreads love mm-hmm. with the use of flowers. So she she's incredible. Um, she is definitely one to watch for sure
1: okay well i'm pretty since you've met her i'm going to be leaning on you to uh make the connection i'll i I I, won't, I don't mind reaching out to her but uh definitely give her a shout and say hey i uh, love yours got a guy named Rashad's gonna be reaching out to you soon about an interview so i would love to hear her story i saw some of the pictures and uh definitely looked dope to me and she's of course from florida Well, it looks like from florida miami down there so naturally i'm gonna put on for the crib so yeah. Def- one.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> definitely uh definitely help me out on that one. But I'll look to try to get her on the show for sure.
0: Oh she she would be amazing. Like she would be awesome. So Yeah. I can't wait. I'll i definitely hook that
1: up for you. You know what actually I saw her uh I saw I saw a few pictures on her on her um her Instagram with uh another guy down there in, in South Florida that I'm gonna be looking to do an interview with. Not gonna say any names. But uh, he's doing some big things across the country when it comes to uh, just our voice as minorities and things like that. So I'll keep it a secret until until he gets on the show. But uh, but um, so look, Brittany, definitely a powerful piece of information that you were able to display on this show today, and I, I greatly appreciate your story. And like I said, you did phenomenal, and I'm pretty sure that. You know, just based off your story and your history and everything you was able to learn, you know, you can provide some inspiration and motivation for somebody, you know, that wants to make that leap of faith and doesn't have, you know, the confidence to do it. But one thing that you got and you were able to understand is that, you know, you got to love your situation. You got to love who you are and what you're able to bring. And once you understand that and can, you know, fully embrace that, then you can move forward to the next point in your life and, you know, essentially have equipped the necessary skills and things like that to be profitable and be, you know, flourish in, in your development. So we greatly appreciate you having, you know, having you on the show. Love yours. And, uh, you know, I had a great time with you on here. Thank you
0: so much. I, I had an awesome time. This is one of my favorite interviews. And, again, thank, <laughs> you, say, thank you for having me
1: thank you for considering me and you know i'm sure this this will be awesome yes yes oh one last thing so for the people that are still listening i know it's been a a little bit longer episode than usual but for the people that are listening we want them to be able to get in contact with you and that means by social media so please Brittany, give them your twitter ig facebook whatever website you want them to be in contact with you so they can you know book you for speeches and all those kinds of things like that
0: so my twitter and my instagram are the same bm the letter m powered 2 so it's bm powered 2 and then facebook if you just type in Brittany marie harris or Brittany marie harris speaker uh, my name is so like britney spears to help you remember (laughs) and then my website is www.theunfulfilledmillennial.com. So, theunfulfilledmillennial.com. And um, you can connect with me on my website, on social media. you send me a DM, leave me a comment, I will
1: definitely respond. Sounds good. Well, I appreciate it, Brittany. Thank you so much for being on the show. You guys, please go book her. She's great. She's going to be doing international speeches soon. And her price is going up, so (laughs) get her while you can. (laughs) All right, Brittany, it was great talking to you. You
0: too. Thank
1: you. All right, bye-bye. Hey, guys, that's a wrap for our show. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to leave a comment and show love by subscribing on iTunes or through our website, www.loveyourspod.com. While you're there, support the brand that supports you and cop some of our dope apparel and merchandise available for purchase. You can also check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Love that's for both accounts, and my own personal account, at Strongarm underscore Shad, that's Shad spelled S-H-A-A-D. In addition, if you know any entrepreneurs or brand makers who inspire you and would like to see on the show, visit our main page of the website, scroll all the way down to the bottom, and fill out the information in the fields provided. I also would like to say thank you to our sponsors and everybody that came together to make this episode happen. Without you, this train don't roll. Until our next episode, keep dreaming, keep creating, and always remember, love yours.